a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves as extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. Now, <clears throat> there are some people uh, over the course of time uh, who require no surname, okay? No last name. We know them by, 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 by their, only their first names. Uh, so like Cher or Madonna, uh, Bono, Prince, all of mine are musical uh, examples here. Uh, but of course, Jesus, okay? Very apropos to this podcast. Uh, and the reason these uh, types of people, these chosen few, uh, can be known uh, so simply is because they live so largely. They're icons with big followings who make uh, a big impact uh, in their field. Uh, and today we are honored to have one of those guys with us today uh, from a small town uh, and storied hometown farm in uh, 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 Poniatowski. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, Wisconsin. That's pretty to the, good. To the bright lights uh, and kind of mean streets of uh, the Twin Cities metro area here. Yeah. Uh, our guest has lived and continues to live a life of ebullient magnanimity. How's that for a couple of $5 words? Cheerful generosity, generosity of spirit, generosity of self. Uh, this infectious personality that can be drawn to from across a room like a moth to a flame. But unlike some of his other singular named brethren, like Beethoven, of whom our guest is a big fan, uh, his impact extends far beyond entertainment uh, in, into the depths of service uh, as a public servant, which we'll talk about a little bit today, uh, as a servant of the church, which we'll talk about a lot today, uh, and as a servant leader among all guys out there looking for examples on how to do it right. Uh, as a son, uh, as a brother, as a husband, as a dad, and, uh, and wait for it, as a deacon. Uh, yep, we got him. Uh, the man uh, with a last name only because his driver's license probably requires it. Please welcome today's man of man, Deacon Rick, Watutsky. Very uh, good. Deacon Rick. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on, uh, on the show. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I'm not sure who you were talking about. Those were a lot of really good <laughs> words, but it's good to be here. And thanks for saying Poniatowski so well. You have a bit of Polish in you. Well, there we go. That, that's uh, the phonetic spelling I had here that, that helped me out. But uh, and, and so for our man listeners, I have to uh, let you know, and a lot of you know Deacon Rick, um, but we are actually here at St. Bart's uh, in YZ conducting this. So it's so fun to be kind of on location and uh, sort of in the zone here for, for a podcast that talks about and celebrates ordinary men of extraordinary faith. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm sure, uh, Deacon Rick, everybody, uh, when, they, when they get a chance to spend this time with you, Everybody goes deacon on you, right? They want to. Mm. They want to know. Okay, what happened? And we will do that. Um, but uh, uh, and on a religious podcast, you'd expect us to go there <laughs> first. But we're not going to go there first. Um, and I'm also not going to go way, way back to the way back machine to talk about uh, your upbringing. But we will definitely get there as well. I actually uh, kind of wanted to juke here instead of jive, and and actually start smack dab, kind of in the middle uh, of your life. Uh, or, or, or whenever it happened, where and, and go back to when you showed up for work uh, on the first day um, uh, to be a parole officer. Okay, uh, wow. and 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 that 
calling, which I don't know if a lot of folks know that that's what you do, you know, or, 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 or you know, kind of uh, sort of started out and, and, and have had, you know, fairly, I think, a pretty long career uh, in, in, that, in that line of, of public service. Um, and where I want to start there is because obviously for folks that know you now, I don't think you are the at least courtesy of Hollywood and sitcoms and, and whatever. You're not you're not the prototypical parole officer. Like you're not you're not this person that 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 necessarily po- folks would associate with dealing with you know convicts and people trying to get their life back together. Um, but but maybe you are. Talk talk about maybe what drew you to that line of work and how did you get into that? You know. A lot of my path work-wise has been God-related, and I really do see that. It's falling into doors that were open, but not ever planning it. When I went to school for a bachelor's in psychology and master's degrees in counseling, working with criminals was the last thing in my mind. I had the image of, like, Sigmund Freud. You'd talk to people about their problems in a nice office, and (laughs) that was the way I was going to do things. And what happened is I got engaged to be married, and I was at the end of my master's degree in Madison. Couldn't live in Madison, Wisconsin. Counselors are a dime a dozen. Any of your listeners who live in Madison know there's so many, uh, there's a glut in the market. So I had to find something. Started looking around, and of all things, the Minneapolis Star Tribune, got a copy of that in Madison. Hadn't even planned to live in Minnesota either. I was a cheesehead, okay? (laughs) So um, here's this job. Um, uh, Corrections Worker 3 in Olmsted County, which is where Rochester, Minnesota is, home of the Mayo Clinic. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll just apply for that. I don't know exactly what the job is, but I need to work if I'm going to have a family. Mm-hmm. So I applied, had to borrow money to drive to Rochester because <laughs> we were so poor back then, and um, had this interview, and they hired me. At the age of 24, they hired me. And yeah, much to tell me. And I would love to pick your brain. I'd love to hear what have we gotten right? What have we gotten wrong? Mm. What? How am I doing? Yeah. Is there stuff that I'm not doing that you want me to do? Um, and I'd want to say thank you. I'd say thank you for all this stuff. You really, you, you hear us say that in prayer, but this is a great opportunity to say Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy, what a great experience that would be. But I'd be interested uh, to know what Jesus would want to yeah, do. Like Maybe that. he would tell me. I think, yeah, he'd probably, well, he, and he might, hey, let's go get a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Starbucks. That's right, all right, good. All right, so fun segment question number two. Yeah. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, uh, living or dead, yeah. uh, famous or not, you know, you can know him, not whatever, but the only, so the only rule is it's got to be a guy yeah. and you're going to church. Who are you going to go to church with? Oh, no, it made it too easy. Mm-hmm. This question reminded me, there was a, uh, a guy named Steve Allen, great comedian way back when, mm-hmm. and he used to host a show called Meeting of the Minds, where he would bring all these famous people into a room and actors playing these famous people and he'd have a conversation with them. So that sounded really good. So when I heard this question, Jeff, I was thinking, oh gosh, I mean, 
Uh, one, my, one that came to mind was C.S. Lewis. I think C.S. Lewis is an amazing yeah. mind, and I would love to hear him talk about his thoughts and, and where they were. J.R. Tolkien, who was a great Christian writer, and you read Lord of the Rings and you see overtones of Christianity and that and good and evil. And, you know, there's people like that. I thought of John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, you know, historical figures. So, I mean, those are some of the ones yeah. that I went through, and I went, yeah, that would be really fun. But if I'm going to church... And I'm picking a guy. I'm sorry, I got to pick my dad. Mm. I'm going to pick my dad. And I bet you get that a lot. For us men, dads are really important and formative. And if it's not a dad, it's a dad figure. But, and Jeff, you might have heard this because I've said this in my homilies before. My dad died about, oh, geez, going on 33 years ago. His last, the last time I went to a mass with him was on Christmas Eve in 1987 and he was very sick we knew he was going to die it was a very sad christmas eve uh with my family all gathered around him um very very much knew what was going to happen my dad and i had a tradition of going to christmas eve midnight mass together and so that night it was just he and i going to that and i just remember him singing and I thought, you are a man with a death sentence. You know that you're going to be dead within a month. Mm. But he sang, and I never heard my dad sing so much because my mom usually sang over him. <laughs> but my dad sang Silent Night, uh. and he sang O Holy Night. And it was one of the best masses I've ever been. Mm. And so I have, of course, going to go with my dad. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I just love that so much. Mm. Um, all right. <clears throat> Fun segment question. <clears throat> I have to compose myself here. Um, Nice. Fun segment question number three, uh, and this is one that that uh, both f- with your with your uh, with your vocation and your avocation, you've got plenty of uh, source material to draw on this one. Mm-hmm. So this is about advice. This is about what if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man, you know, a little further upstream mm-hmm. uh, about kind of what we talk about on this show, living a, a, a confident you know, life of faith, no matter where your life takes you, you can always have that with you. What would be that one piece of advice that you'd give a younger man about, about, about developing that, that kind of faith, Mm. that kind of faith muscle? It would be, uh, by asking him, how do you develop your friendships in, in the world? What do you do to, if you wanted somebody to be your friend and really care about it, what do you have to do? Mm. Well, you have to spend time with that person you have to talk with that person, get to know that person. That's what faith is. When you talk about confident faith, that's not just something that hits you and then it's there. Yeah. I think there's a discipline to faith. It's the discipline of going to church, hearing the stories about your faith, learning them, you know, letting them saturate through you. It's receiving communion and knowing that your spiritual body is receiving sustenance that it really needs. It's saying prayers. It's talking to God and being very mindful of doing that on a regular basis, at least once a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might be very much of uh, prayers. Like I say, I, during the pandemic, I started saying a rosary every night, and it's very good for me. I take a walk with it. It's a good way to think about things. But mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the rosary. Sometimes just walking down the street and talking to God. Maybe it's a beautiful day, and you just go, my God. You, this is beautiful. You really are good at this, aren't you? <laughs> look at these trees. Smell this air. Look at that sky. And just 
expressing to God what's in your heart. You know, and not treating God like God's like a million light years away and, you know, can't hear you. No, God's with you. Knowing that God walks right next to you and treating God as if he is. If you do that and are mindful of that, it's the practice of faith makes you very good at it. Like Mm -hmm. an athlete cannot be good unless he practices, right? Same thing with our faith. You practice it, you'll be great at it. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it, and I love it because you're because every young person knows what it takes to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Great way to connect, Absolutely. and that's it. It's Jesus is 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 the friend, the 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 ultimate friend. Deacon Rick, thank you so much. I am so so honored that you took this time, and I'm just so uh, excited for everybody listening to get a chance if they don't know you now they do. And, uh, and even if they did know you, now they maybe know a little bit more. You're yeah. just such a gift to all of us guys out there. As I said in the intro, trying to do it right. And I just thank you so much for taking this well, time. Well, thanks so much for what you're doing. This is a great idea. And this was a great opportunity. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.